We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Great. Thank you very much uh, for the invitation again. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. Um, Some of you will be familiar with the name Marty Sampson. He was uh, a Hillsong United worship leader, original member of the band and uh, very influential uh, in Hillsong music for quite some time. In the middle of uh, 2019, he said that he'd lost his faith. Uh, This is what he said. I'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. A few days later, he clarified it and said that he hadn't renounced his Christian faith entirely, but it was on incredibly shaky ground. And then a week later, he said, it was amazing being one of you, uh, but I'm not anymore. Uh, Being Hillsong, of course, it caused quite a stir in media circles, uh, but it's only really the tip of the iceberg because all of us, I would suspect, if we've been Christians for any length of time, uh, know people Uh, like Marty Sampson, that at some stage have been following Jesus, have been involved in the church and now are no longer doing that. Maybe it's some of your family members, maybe it's some of your children, uh, maybe some of your parents. uh, uh, but, But we all know people like that, that have been followers of Jesus seemingly at some stage and have have drifted away uh, from that. Well, this issue is not new to our age. Uh, Jesus, in fact, faced exactly the same thing uh, when he was ministering uh, on this earth 2,000 years ago. In fact, this was so big for Jesus that he had to tell his disciples a story uh, about what was going to happen because at the time, things were going really, really well. The crowds were flocking around Jesus. They were so interested in what he was doing and what he was saying uh, and the miracles that were happening. And there were thousands and thousands. Wherever Jesus went, people would just come out in their droves to listen to him and to experience what was going on. It was a very exciting time. And it would have been very easy for the disciples to think, wow, this is just going to take off. Like, look at this. It won't be long before the whole of Israel uh, have become followers of Jesus. And Jesus knew that this wasn't the case. Uh, And so he told a story uh, about the parable of the sower. Uh, So in this story, which we're going to look at this morning, it's familiar for many of us. uh, The seed, so it's about a sower going out in those days, going out and throwing out seed. Uh, The seed is the gospel. The sower is Jesus and, and to a lesser degree, the disciples. And the soil is the hearts of people. All right, so let's read through this story together. The good thing about this one is that Jesus not just tells a story, but he gives an explanation of it for his disciples. So uh, we'll read the explanation as well. So this is Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to start with verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, right? So everyone, everyone was there. He told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And then verse 11, the explanation. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the Word of God. 
Those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes along and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries and riches and pleasures and they don't mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. When you talk to those who've fallen away from Christian faith, uh, sometimes they just don't care, but often they have reasons for that. They're concerned about something that happened in the church or something that happened in their own life and God didn't do what they wanted Him to do. And, and so they have reasons for that. And it's easy for us to say, it's our problem. We, we should have done more. You know, when you've got children that grow up and don't follow Jesus, you think, what should I have done that would have made a difference that would help them uh, become followers of Jesus? And that's a good question to ask. What can we do better? Because constantly we need to be doing things better. We need to be doing things better in the church. We need to be doing things better in the community. How can we be more effective? And I'm sure even with Christmas lights, you keep asking that question. How can we be more effective in, in, in what we're doing? Uh, and as Queensland Baptists, we ask this question a lot. <laughs> and we're doing a lot of work on how we can develop and do a better job in in uh, both uh, discipling and growing our own people and reaching out to, to our community. This year, we've been focusing on prayer, particularly prayer for revival. Uh, next year, we're going to focus on leadership development. And we're asking all our churches to be involved and pastors to be involved in leadership development, writing programs and all the rest. So we have focus on, on how we can do things better. And we're intending to do that. We're working on it. But the key emphasis of this story that Jesus tells about the sower and the seeds is, is not how we can do better. It's actually about the quality of the soil. Uh, the loss of faith that we see and particularly that Jesus saw in His time, because how many of those thousands and thousands that were following Him were left at the end when He was crucified? Very few, maybe 500 were left. And, uh, and so... Uh, the question that Jesus was asking and talking about was it's actually not so much about what we do, although that's very important. It's about the soil itself. It's about the hearts of people. That's the key issue. This is a really important thing for us to understand because one of the dangers as Christians is that we beat ourselves up about the people who are not following Jesus. We've, there's been people that have been involved in this church, maybe that some of you know, and that are no, follow, no longer following Jesus. And you, it's easy to say, what did we do wrong? How could we have changed that? And of course, as I said, we're always working on that. But the key issue is not what we're doing, but is actually the hearts of people. And I think this story gives us a bit of freedom in this and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I could have done more. I wish I would have prayed more. I wish I would have cared more. I wish I would have lived more for you, Lord Jesus. And I'm sorry that I haven't done that. But it's not mainly about you. It's not mainly about the church. It's not mainly about God and what He's done or hasn't done. It's mainly uh, about the soil. Now, I'm not saying that people don't get hurt. 
uh, that people might have some reasons for, for abandoning their faith. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. And there are some dreadful things that people go through. If you read the New Testament, even in those times, there were very difficult things that people faced. But the emphasis of this story is that the priority is actually the type of soil. So let's have a quick look at the types of soils that the gospel will impact and what happens. The first soil uh, is the path. It's not really soil at all. <laughs> it's just a path. Uh, last year we were selling our house and I might have told some of these stories before, I'm afraid, but sorry. But, uh, but I've prided myself on being able to have a really good lawn, you know. And uh, So I was looking forward to doing this and I didn't realise that... Uh, the lawn grubs were already in the lawn. And within two days, they completely decimated our lawn. And so we're getting ready to sell the house. So I'm thinking, what can I do? I'm not going to put money into putting uh, new turf in. So I got some lawn seed and sprinkled it out there for it to grow. And uh, it did, not as quickly as I'd hoped, but it did grow. But when I was throwing it around, I was doing it fairly liberally. <laughs> and some of it went into the pergola and sat on the floor of, the, of, of our pergola. And uh, rather than cleaning it up, I watched the seed for a few weeks till I finally got around to doing something about it. And the interesting thing was that the seed that fell on the soil or in the grass or the dead grass, it, it grew, but the seed that fell in the, the pergola didn't, didn't germinate at all. It just sat there and I think, how does it know not to when the seed out there? We had a bit of a problem with birds in the pergola. I hope that that wasn't the the result of the seed being left there. But this is what Jesus is talking about here. It, it falls and just nothing happens. Many people are like that, aren't they? they they're like the grass seed. They, they, they just don't get it. They may hear it, but it, the gospel never really grabs their life. Uh, Jesus said, the devil takes it away. <laughs> so it's a spiritual thing. You know, the devil just comes and snatches it away and they just can't see what, how incredible the gospel is, how deeply God loves them. Like, they're just oblivious uh, to this. There was a guy uh, that I was speaking to uh, about once a month for about six months. And uh, he was a guy that went to a particular church and he had a scientific background and he was very interested in Christianity. His wife was a Christian. And, and so the pastor said, would you spend a bit of time with him? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. So I met with him over a period of time and we went, we explored questions about Christian faith and, and all the rest. And, and I thought, how am I going to help this guy get over the line? You know, like he had intellectual questions, but how can he see the wonder of the gospel? So I was preaching at that church. And so what I decided I'd do, I said, preach the gospel as clearly and as well and as powerfully as I possibly could. Now, I'm not an evangelist, but but I did a good job that morning. You know, like I had video, you know, and all the rest. Like it was really, really, really clear and powerful. And, and you know, sometimes you're just talking and you can just tell people listening, everyone's involved, you know. And I made sure that he was there as well. I know you should never preach to one person, you know, but I was particularly preaching to this guy. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He's heard the gospel and as clear as he possibly can. And uh, and afterwards he came up to me and, and like his eyes were shining. I could see he had a big smile on his face and he, he, he came up to me and he said, John, he said, I've, I've got it. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord, he's got it. He says, yes, he said, I see it now. You've just got to be more spiritual, haven't you? <laughs> ah! <laughs> and at that stage, 
uh, he was like the path, you know? Like, no matter what happened, it just got snatched away. He just couldn't see it. His heart was just not right at that time to be able to receive the gospel. That's the path soil. And I'm sure we all know people with that. And we, you've got to know, we've got to keep talking about Jesus and all the rest, but really God's got to do something there to change the soil. The second soil is the rocky ground or shallow soil. Uh, it looks good on the surface, but it's just very shallow uh, layer of soil and then underneath is, is, is rock. Um, in our old house, uh, most of our front garden was like we were on the sort of side of a hill and, and a lot of the good soil had gone ages ago and it was mainly, mainly clay. And so the, plenty of plants had to get through the clay and get their, get, you know, get their roots down and that was pretty hard. But anyway, we developed a reasonable garden and I just wanted to finish it off with a few plants right at the front three plants. So I went to Bunnings and said, you know, give me some hardy plants because the soil's a bit clay underneath. And they, so they told me these three would be, these, this, this type of plant would be good. So I planted them and they look great. They shot straight up, fertiliser, you know, soil around them. They shot straight up and I thought, yes, <laughs> it's just finished off our garden. And the first, and one of them lasted, I think about three weeks or so and started with up and I thought, oh, darn it. So I went back to Bunnings and got my money back for, the, for that plant. The next one lasted, I think, about three months or so, you know, and uh, it was going really well and suddenly it was gone. And uh, so I took that one back to Bunnings and uh, got my money back on that one. But the last one was going to make it. Like I watered this thing a bit and... Uh, much as I watered anything, you know, and, uh, and I, th I thought about, come on, come on. 12 months it lasted. <laughs> and then, bang, it was gone. I didn't take that one back to Bunnings. I wasn't, I wasn't going to. <laughs> they just, whatever problem was, they just couldn't get in, into the clay. This good soil was fine, but it was shallow. And once they hit the clay, they just couldn't, they couldn't last. And that's what Jesus is, is talking about here. There's no problem with belief for these people. They believe, in fact, it's actually the opposite. Did you see what happens there? Those on the rocky ground, who those who receive the word with joy, they hear it, but they have no root. Uh, so they start really well. These are often the kind of people that, that wonderfully come to faith. God miraculously moves in their lives and they, they realise what forgiveness is like and they realise what it is to have Jesus in their life and, and they realise what it is to have purpose and direction, all of these things, do you know what I mean? And that has come alive. Uh, it's fantastic. They love what Jesus has done. But the problem is, this is what Jesus said, they believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. All of us want to follow Jesus when it's great, you know, when everything works out in our lives. But these people, this soil will follow Jesus for a while, with, often with great enthusiasm and great excitement. But as soon as it gets a bit tough, you know, and there are, of course, always times of testing, times of struggle, times of difficulty, times when things don't work out the way we were hoping and the way we were praying. And in those times, they just can't keep going. And they fade away like my plants did. The time of testing often shows that the roots are actually quite shallow. 
I remember when I was pastoring at, at Bracco, there was a lady, uh, she was about 40 or so, a couple of kids, really, really tough life she'd had. And, uh, and she came and she heard the gospel of Jesus and she wonderfully responded. And it was fantastic for her. Her life just got turned around. And I mean, she got support from the church. Uh, she was absolutely relishing the forgiveness and hope that was filling a life. Like it just changed everything for her. And it was really wonderful and really, really exciting. And she got baptised and she shared a testimony. I was sitting there listening to a testimony. And as she shared it, she said this, following Jesus is incredible. My life is so much better. Everything is working out. And when I heard that, I thought, don't know that she's going to last. Because what happens when things don't work out? And sure enough, in about three months, her life took a dive and uh, she turned away from Jesus. Now, we need to disciple new Christians really well, particularly those that come to faith in a wonderful way and try and help them get their roots down. Uh, but those who are radically transformed by Jesus... Uh, some of them will be rocky soil. It'll go for a little while and then it'll, it'll be gone. Then there's the thorny soil. Here it's not the quality of the soil that's the problem. Uh, it's what else there is in the soil. The weeds and the prickles grow there uh, as well. Jesus explains what these thorns are. What are they? The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures and they do not mature. Uh, this uh, soil is richer than the other soils we've been talking about. Things start to grow, but other things start to grow as well. Now, did you notice how Jesus explained the things that tend to choke? There were the negative things, like worries he talks about, the worries of life. And they grow up. This is a more gradual one, not like the, the shallow soil. This is a more gradual thing. The worries just grow up and it becomes more difficult. And I mean, I think COVID's been a time like that for some people. You know, the worries become overwhelming and uh, gradually they move away from Jesus. They don't rely on Jesus in the same way. So sometimes it's the tough things and the difficult things in our lives that gradually choke us or choke some people. Then there was also the pleasures as well, the good stuff uh, in our life. And I'm sure you've known people that have been choked by the good things. Their, their business has done really well. And gradually it's taken all their time or, or their kids are really doing well in sport or whatever it might be. And that becomes the priority in their lives. And gradually the good stuff uh, chokes, chokes out uh, their faith and their trust in Jesus over a period of time. That's what Jesus is talking about, about here. Now, I know that this is just a story, but there, don't weeds grow in all the soils? <laughs> like, it's not that there's a particular weedy type soil. I think what Jesus is getting at here is that some people let the weeds grow and don't deal with them as they grow. And eventually, they choke out the life of faith. They chase after prosperity or pleasure or family or they get bowed down by all the difficulties and problems in their lives and, or they abandon the body of Christ saying, well, look, you know, I've got other things I need to be doing and I probably don't need uh, 
the family so much, you know, I, I, I'm okay by myself. And, and as this goes on, they gradually, and I'm sure you know people like this, the thorns eventually, the weeds eventually grow and their spiritual life gets strangled. That's the thorny soil. There might be some of you that are being strangled at the moment. You know that, that, that the love that you had for Jesus, the desire to follow him and obey him and serve him is, is gradually getting strangled out, either by difficulties or problems in your life or by good stuff and healthy things in your life. But you're not loving Jesus the way you were. You're not wanting to serve Jesus and please him and, and love other people and serve them in the way that you used to once and the weeds are growing. And if that's the case, then uh, it's time to come home. <laughs> it's time to deal with those things. The question that's arisen as I've talked about this in many of our minds is, well, which of these types of soil kind of still gets over the line all right? <laughs> you know, like, 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 are these people still all right? Like the ones that spring up really quickly and then sort of fade off or the ones that get choked by weeds, like, are they still all right? Are they still gonna have eternal life with Jesus? Like, like which categories <laughs> are still okay? Uh, because they've made a decision to follow Jesus. Now, I'd like to answer that question for you, but Jesus doesn't, so I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, just two things I want to say, though. Uh, the first one is that the Bible gives no indication that just because at some stage in your life you said yes to Jesus, that you're then right forever, if you're not following Jesus and not serving Him. The Bible gives no indication of that. The second thing that I wanted to say is that Soil changes, doesn't it? Like, like that's the incredible thing that, that I mean, we've all, maybe some of us have been there. Maybe at some stage we've been thorny soil and, and we've been choked and we've moved away from God and then God's touched us and moved and the soil's become good again, you know. And, and, the, and the challenge of this is that it's not working harder, it's not trying harder, although we need to do those things. Uh, it's about seeing what the soil is and then praying into that praying that the hard ground will become soft and, and receive, praying that those, those new, new life that's flowing to people will continue to grow and, and grow. So, and if, if they move away from God, praying that they'll come back, seeing the thorns that are, are grabbing people's, or the weeds that are grabbing people's lives and praying, come on God, change that soil. Please, will you do that? Don't give up, <laughs> keep praying. But remember, it's the soil that needs to change, not you. Well, this has been a negative sermon, hasn't it, right? And here you are sitting there hoping for some hope from John, you know, and, and all I've said is about people will fall away and some of the reasons for that. Well, there's one more soil to go. Jesus calls it the good soil, but he's underestimating when he says the good soil because he describes it and says, it came and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. A hundred times more. Now, in those days, well, these days, of course, we've got fertilisers and all the rest, but in those days, a normal crop, a good crop, sorry, would give you about seven or eight times the seed that you're sowing. So you go out, sow your seed, it grows up, you harvest it, and you, if you could get seven or eight times what you'd sown, that was a really good crop. Now, these people that Jesus is talking to were farmers, you know, like they, they knew all about this. And here's Jesus talking about yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. So what are they thinking in their heads? 
That's incredible. Like, we can't get crops like that. This is a miraculous crop. This is an impossible crop. This is a magnificent crop. And that's what Jesus is saying. Now, many of us are thinking, well, I haven't been strangled yet. (laughs) But the fact is, that doesn't seem to describe my life. Like, I've stayed there, I've hung in there, I'm following Jesus, but a hundred times, like, this magnificent crop, I, I just can't see it. Well, the trouble is, this is only four categories here in this story. Now, I'm not saying there's not others. But Jesus is implying, and he's implying this for the disciples because he knows what they're going to go through. He's, he's, he's implying that, well, the fact is, if you hang in there, this is the kind of crop you're going to produce. Miraculous crop, a hundred times crop. What sort of soil produces this wonder crop? Well, he explains it. The seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So these are not the high-flying soils, you know, the rich loams that will do anything. These are just people that have good hearts, who hear the word, right? So they hear the gospel, they retain it, they let it settle deep in their lives, in the soil of their lives, and they persevere. They just keep going. It's just that the good soil is soil that sticks at it, continues to love God, continues to serve people. And if that's you, then this is who Jesus is talking about here. Noble and good heart, producing incredible, miraculous crop. Now, you may not see that. Some of us may see that crop more than others, but many of you won't see much of that crop. And you're thinking, I haven't seen the 100 times crop through my life. But the fact is, the crop is not your job, is it? Your job is to be the good soil. It's God's job to produce the crop. And he's doing that. You can see that in the growth of the early church. You know, the early church had ordinary people. And yet they persevered. They kept going under the difficulties. And eventually they saw the blessing of God. You may not see it in this life. And that doesn't matter. The fact is, if you hear the word, retain it and persevere, God promises a huge crop to come. And you don't want to miss out on that. You don't want to miss out on what God is doing and will do through your life, producing the crop. Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And that's what Jesus is saying this morning. You hear what I'm saying here? You hear what I'm saying? There's different types of soil around the place. And uh, you need to understand that and you need to be free that say, okay, there is different types of soil. It's not all about my, what I have to do. There are different types of soil. I need to pray for changes in that soil, particularly those that I love and am close to. But the fact is, that if you have stayed true, if you persevere, if you keep going through the good things that are happening in your life and the difficult things and problems, hold on to Jesus, believe in Him, continue to serve, continue to be faithful, persevere, 
then the hundred times crop's coming. The miraculous crop is coming. The power of God is using your life. And eventually, you'll get to see that. How incredible the ministry of God is, the power of God is through your life. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for many, many people here that, Lord, have heard the word, have retained it, and are persevering. And by doing that, just by doing that, they're producing an incredible crop. And some of them can see that, Lord, and some of them can't at the moment. But this is your promise. This is your promise to the disciples because you are talking to them. (laughs) And this is your promise to us. A huge crop is coming. And Lord, we may not see it here, but we thank you for that. Lord, we just pray at the moment, Lord, for many of these types of soil, people in our lives, Lord, that can't understand you, no matter what we say. Lord, I think of some in my life in that category, Lord. Some that have shot up for a while, but have quickly fallen away. Kids that we've had, Lord, that may be being baptised and have fallen away from you. Others, we pray for them. Change that soil, Lord. For those that have been choked by the worries or the pleasures, Lord. Oh, Lord, that you'll be gracious and good and change that soil. The weeds will be dealt with, Lord, and that crop might come, Lord. The good soil might produce wonderful crop. We're praying this, Lord Jesus. Keep us faithful. Keep us going, Lord. Bring the crop, we ask, in your name.